0: What's up, guys? This is Ron Windham with the Not-So-Small-Talk Podcast. Today is 5 September. Got together with Andrew Barbo, goes by Barbo, last night. Uh, so the night started off with just some cigars, some, some drinks, and some baseball. And we quickly pivoted to, hey, we need to do a podcast. So I've been talking with Andrew or Barbo about doing a podcast for going on about a month now. A huge fantasy football guy. Um, we're, not, we're actually not in any leagues together. Him and a couple of his high school buddies are in leagues, uh, and I've met some of them now. So it just made a lot of sense now that I have this podcast and um, those guys have the fantasy football. to, so, you know, get them on the podcast and just kind of dive into their league and break it down and to see how it compares to some of the other leagues I'm in. So this league uh, is specifically is 12, a 12-man 12 uh, man league, uh, full-point PPR, and they actually do two quarterbacks. And not they don't just do quarterbacks. They have a .25 uh, completion point uh, as well for uh, for the quarterback. So, uh, highly quarterback-driven league, and it's nothing like I've ever really been in before. So, for me to kind of on the fly sit down and do some player evaluations, I don't know if I did a great job. Uh, hopefully, I, I didn't screw the pooch too bad. So, uh, gentlemen, if you're in the league and you're listening and I, I completely screwed up your, your team evaluations, I apologize. I, I try to do the best that I could kind of flip-flopping and trying to recalibrate my mind because I, I do a lot of half point PPR and, and no two quarterbacks and, and definitely no completion points. So um, hopefully hopefully, um, it, some of it was accurate. So uh, warning in advance, it, it, it's hard to go back and forth. But um, we sat down and, and looked at kind of the history of the league, uh, went through some of the, the standings, but we really focused on uh, draft analysis. And you know, who hit or who missed in, in their draft. And going back to the whole two quarterback thing, it, it makes it really interesting compared to a non-two quarterback league of, you know, obviously quarterbacks are gonna go a lot um, earlier. And so you're gonna have guys that normally would've, would you know, running backs and receivers that would've normally went, you know, in the mid rounds really fall. So I think it was kind of cool to go through that and see, you know, we, we're basically at week four now, going on week five, so there's a good enough sample size I think to make some critiques and um, some evaluations on people's teams. And, you know, did they really reach or did they really get a steal in the draft? So that was primarily what uh, the pod was about. Um, I think next week or the next time we do this, we're going to try to get Pat on uh, and possibly Justin and look at some maybe weekly matchups and dive more into, okay, what's the current state of the team today? But I think for, you know, this initial, you know, first first go at it kind of off the cuff, uh, I think it was a pretty good job. We did a really good recap, and uh, I think it gives us a really good starting place to go forward with this podcast. So if I didn't mention already, this is the League of, of Weenies, or the League of Wieners, uh, not to be confused with the League of Dicks. Um, so uh, love these guys. I really appreciated having Barbo on, and uh, look forward to next time. All right, let's get to the pod. All right, man. We finally got you on the pod. We talked about this for, for like going on a month. I know. We well. don't. We don't have our friend Pat, but uh, we just kind of randomly put this thing together. We're at the cigar bar, and uh, we're now at your house. Got the laptops plugged in. Got the weenie dogs running around. It'll be a true improv session. This but is, uh, we we couldn't couldn't wait for Pat any longer. We've waited for a few weeks to get this thing going. So. So talk a little bit about the kind of some of the history. Um, it sounds like you guys have been doing this pod for a couple years now. So who's been some of your repeat winners and repeat losers of the league?
1: So league history, yeah. So we started in uh, 2013. So what does that make six or seven years? Um, the last two years, uh, Mr. Tallman has come away the victor. Uh, so he's defending, a two-time defending champ. And, and this is the
0: guy that uh, hasn't recouped any of his uh, winnings, right? <laughs> yeah, or he just recoups
1: all the winnings, I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so, so Tarman's had some good years. Um, I think the year prior to that, um, Team Next Question, a.k.a. Jones, he's had a few good years. I, Commissioner, won one, one year. Justin won a year. So we've had kind of the perennial top of the pack, but um but
0: but things have flipped a little bit. Um I know that uh let's see here, so So have you had any significant so like in the last say three years have you guys? Did you guys start out as a standard league, and now you're gone to PPR? Um, with some of the question. significant rule yeah. changes, in, like in the last couple of years. No, the rules
1: have actually so it stayed the same, um, pretty much throughout. We've changed some minor things, but about the scoring, everything has stayed the same. Okay. And we've always been well. So actually, what I guess a, a, a very relevant thing that's changed is the the number of teams has changed a little bit. So it's twelve team league, two quarterbacks as we all know, um, but. Um, we, for the first couple of years, I believe we had 10. So right away, that was sort of a uh, topic of discussion. Can we do 12 right, teams and right. two quarterbacks? But we've kept it sort of league tradition. It makes it ex- extremely challenging, as uh, everyone can, uh, can, can imagine.
0: But well, um, I'm kind of envious of the two quarterback league. I've been pushing all my leagues to go two quarterbacks. And I think people just can't wrap their mind around the maybe not so much the physics but just like the layout of a two quarterback yeah. league cuz obviously quarter or you know football's not played with two quarterbacks. Yeah. But if you just sit down and logically think about the quarterback position is the most important position. So the thought that half of your... you know if you're at a 10 team league, half of your quarterbacks are either on the bench or on waivers every single right week. So right. just logically to me, it makes so much sense to do a two quarterback league. So the fact that you guys kind of before the power curve, because it's going that way. Eventually, we're going to be at two quarterbacks, just like we're now at PPR, right? Yeah. I mean, you saw that shift in the last couple of years. The, people are going to go just like to PPR. The standard will be two quarterbacks. So. I like what
1: you're saying. So we're a trendsetter league. But no, it it that's what I've been saying all along. Because you think about it, right? Think about your running backs and wide receivers. Everybody's got two of those, right? Every team, and everybody's been in this situation, you have a very good team if you don't have like a nobody starting, in, you know, a running back or wide right. receiver. Right. You know, it happens, right? There's not enough you know, good, especially a running back, you know, workhorse running backs, for everybody to have two good ones. Right. If you were a and, – and 12 teams maybe is a stretch, but if you're a 10-team league with one quarterback, it's so easy to play good quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, it's it, – it's, you know, there's um, – you know, maybe there's a couple outliers at the top, as there is. You know, Mahomes is just a freak, and, you know, he's going to put up points every week, or he is. Um, but it's not challenging. The, that position's not challenging if you don't have two quarterbacks. This makes it
0: extremely challenging. Right. So
1: 12 teams, yeah, maybe it's a bit much, but it's the same level of challenge for everybody.
0: Right, and it's it's the competition piece, but at the same time, the best part about fantasy football, you've got the draft, and then obviously winning, but in order to increase the most activity in your league, you need things that generate trades and the mm-hmm. need to improve your team exactly and when you introduce two quarterbacks you can't just jump to the waivers and grab a quarterback when someone like a big band exactly. or a breeze gets hurt like you've got to make a move so i'm all for anything that introduces more activity in your league and adding the second quarterback it just that need to have that starting position be relevant and not just you know Exactly. Do a streamer, you have to make moves, and so I love it. Just and it's more strategic. It you is know, like I it play. Is.
1: I've been in a family league. It's you know the the one who's never watched a football s- game. You said it and forget because, it because no one's yeah, the, and, and I mean it's not to say that it happens every year, but people don't know what they're talking about. And sure, that's fun if you're a beginner, right? But those of us who have been playing fantasy for a long time. This is an additional challenge. We should all be capable of doing it. But yeah, I mean you're totally right. So it's a new level of thinking, right? More strategy, more good moves. This week, actually, this was a good example. So I I I'm in a tough spot because. I have Josh Allen who might not play. And he's going to buy next week. He's
0: definitely not playing, bro. He, right. His brains are on the, okay. on the we'll turf see. still. We'll see. But,
1: so so I had... I don't even remember who I had. Somebody who, who kind of sucked. Maybe he wasn't even playing. like There's a lot of backups floating around yeah. right now. Um, but I had to think about, on the waiver wire, there was like three quarterbacks who I could, I could go for. And I was like a decent waiver position. Um, but I'm like thinking to myself, I need to pick somebody who could play this week. But but also next week. So so yeah. Um, who was it? Somebody who? Oh oh like uh, Cole McCoy. Like I'm not even sure he's gonna play this week. But like there's so much uncertainty about next week
0: when Josh Allen's on my buy. Yeah. So big chase Daniel. But and just know. the fact that you're having to in order to add someone or before you add someone, you're having to like creep into their schedule. Yeah. That is that adds a level of exactly. complexity and that separates the the boys from the girls, ladies. If you're listening, uh, uh, don't don't take those take that the wrong way. But. Um yeah, I, I think it goes back to the point where you wanna create a league that's competitive enough so that your your Uncle Tommy's not just like checking it every two weeks and now he's yeah. like competitive in the top. You know, it's you can't do that in a two quarterback league. Totally. You gotta be on the ball and And I,
1: I don't wanna dwell on this too much, but the last thing I'll say is the, the 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 people who and we've always been pretty split, although every year people vote to keep it by narrow margin. Um <laughs> The people that complain about it say, well, somebody always gets fucked, right? Like, you get a quarterback hurt and, you're, and, and now you're screwed. Well, think Just about course. that, right? And that happens with every position, right? right. People who drafted Saquon Barkley are in rough shape right now, right. right? That happens at every position. And why does quarterback have to be the one where people you know, put up a fight if, if, if your quarterback gets hurt and you're in trouble? And I would, you know? say,
0: I would say the closer that you can make something like fantasy football like the actual league... Like you don't think GMs every single week are having to reevaluate their roster. I mean, there's injuries that happen every single week on every side of the ball. Yeah. To important positions as your like place kicker or versus your starting quarterback. And GMs in, in real life are having to call people up or make trades or, you know, um, practice squad, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the whole point of this is to be like a, a virtual GM. And so to your point, the more things that you can introduce and you're not getting absolutely crazy, which I don't think two quarterbacks is crazy, but it just adds that complexity factor that exactly. that's the, excuse me, that's the whole point of playing fantasy football is to be that Monday morning quarterback slash GM exactly. where you're having to manage your team. And if you
1: do that, the, the better teams, the better managers they end up at the top. But hey, we get bad breaks. Even right. the best teams, a couple bad bounces, a couple bad breaks, injuries, and, and you don't have the year you thought you did, but that's fantasy
0: and we've been doing it for a long time. You know that's I'm all well about it. All right, so with that, we wanted to talk about the draft oh, yeah. a little bit. Um, you know, do a uh, do a look back at the draft. We've had a four week sample size, so I think we have enough information where it's you know appropriate to look back at the draft and kind of identify some winners and losers at the in the early and late rounds. So you talked about some awards. What uh, what were you thinking about?
1: Yeah, so we've had some creative awards. So. As you know, when we first started doing some planning on this, it was uh, maybe the end of week two, now we're week four. But I think, you know, we always do these draft analysis. Nobody really cares about what the ESPN or Yahoo scores your draft, but people talk about who had a good draft, who seems great um, right after the draft, but we really don't know, right? I mean, there's a lot of things, even week one, definitely by the first few weeks, week two, week three, you get a good feel for like, who's gonna be a disappointment, the sleepers that are gonna work out, Um, and you know, the big names that maybe are, you know, not having the year that that we thought they would. So I got, I got two things, um, the, uh, the, what I'm calling the woke sleeper award. So now we're, we're four weeks in, um, everybody had that late round pick they thought was going to be a stud. Okay. Um, so I want to, I want to try to find some of those that that look like they're going to pan out. Right. Um, at this point again, like we don't know what's going to happen for for the rest of the year. So good reach. What's that? Kind of a good reach. A good reach. A good okay. reach. Somebody that, you know, like it always happens that people pick that guy who you're not, that they have a lot of talent. Uh, maybe it's a younger player, somebody who, who could have a good year. But then like three weeks come in, they've been targeted twice. Like clearly it's not going to work. But, but then you have the flip side, right? So right. the guy you pick late round, um, it looks like it's going to pan out because they're getting a
0: lot of play. Um, so I want to do that. The woke sleeper. So I'll, you know. I'll say this. I am a huge fan and I commend those that have their guys. And it's like, yeah. listen, I'm going into this draft and it could be, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. But I think there's something to say to the guys that do the research and goes, listen, I don't care what round it is; these are my guys. That could they could either go like plus three rounds or minus three rounds. It doesn't matter. Like I'm not walking away from this draft without my guy. Yeah. I I really respect that. So I'm looking. Totally. I'm coming in here a little cold, looking at the the draft recap, but I'm definitely for that award in particular. Like looking for someone that said like obvious like this is my guy like I'm not walking away from this yeah um but you mean early on or, or it doesn't matter I mean it could be late or early on so uh, talk about your your other award and then we'll, uh, I have some immediate oh, yeah. reactions okay. to a couple of these rounds that I All find right. really interesting
1: so so the other one is, is is just is more general um I was thinking basically you know who had a really bad draft um I'm in a few leagues and there's been a lot of unexpected things happening this year. I would say more on the disappointment side than on the sleeper that, that's doing well. So, I mean, I guess you got to have both. But there's a lot of good players or, or, or early round picks that, that yeah. definitely haven't panned out. So the um, the Stevie Wonder Award for Vision uh, will go to or the player of. that, uh, that, that, that uh, is looking like the draft uh, didn't work out so well. Uh, but uh, who knows? Maybe the waiver wire will be more friendly. So the uh we got the woke sleeper, we got the Stevie Wonder award for vision, uh for the worst draft, um and now that, that was pretty much it. But we can look at some other you know honorable mentions in those categories as well.
0: All right. So public service announcement um, for the guys. So I know a couple of the, the guys in this league. So for those that aren't, um, don't take any of my analysis as personal. Uh, I plan to be. Uh, um, honest and forthcoming. So, if I don't know you, I, I'm a I'm a nice guy. Um, but I I tend to be brutally honest. So with that, so um, coming in kind of cold. So you caught me up on you know like the overarching layout of your guys' league. So 12 mm-hmm. team, full point PPR, two quarterback league. Yeah. Five bench. Uh,
1: and the other unique thing about scoring is the. Or did you say quarter point? Oh yeah, the completion. completion. So quarterbacks not only are they, of course, um, it's you know the two quarterback thing, but but but
0: they're they're pretty high scoring. Generally a high scoring league when you have full point PPR and the quarter point per reception. So I I'll have to say, um, and you, you tell me if I'm wrong. So just looking at the first round, knowing that not only is it two quarterback, but you also give points for completions. I cannot believe that a quarterback was not taken in the first round. Yeah, well, I think that is is that more do you think that's like the correct trend or that people were stuck to like the average draft position? So, the way
1: that and I'm not saying this is right, but we've been doing this now for several years and my personal strategy and I think the way the draft played out would support this sort of theory or strategy is you you don't necessarily like the separation between quarterbacks Is um, you know it's no different than other leagues, right? right? So so Patrick Mahomes isn't necessarily any more valuable than he is in a in a one quarterback league, but you don't want to be left out in the dry without two two decent quarterbacks. So so what that means, I guess, to my point is. The first round probably won't change that much from a different league, hmm. but what you're going to see is rounds two through Once one six. takes
0: one, it's like just a...
1: Well, and, and it's like you'll see a lot, like something, of course, that you would never see, right, is somebody take, um, you know, like, well, of course you'd never see it, two quarterbacks in mid-rounds, right? So... So as far as like when the best quarterbacks are coming off the board,
0: so Drew Brees in the second round is is yeah. a tough pill for me to swallow. Oh yeah, well so oh, we'll get there, but I, that was what I just noticed. I mean,
1: yes, well, there, and actually, I mean the quarterbacks this year, other than um, other than Mahomes, which you know everybody was drafting him as the first quarterback off the board, right? I mean, a lot of it has been unpredictable, right? I mean Brees obviously injured, but I mean I think that was you know maybe a questionable pick from the start, but now it's really bad. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was what looks, looks like third or fourth quarterback off the board. Matt Ryan was just after that. So, it looks like there was a lot of, um, you know, poor speculation on the part of quarterbacks. Even Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's had some good games at this point. But, um, but 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 yeah, so, so that was pretty unpredictable. But I guess, ultimately, the draft strategy goes is you, you're just going to see a lot of quarterbacks, you know, really, really adding up in those middle or early to middle rounds.
0: So, just look at the first round. There's nothing glaring to me. I mean, no. I, granted... This is kind of my off the cuff reaction. I just knowing what I know about two quarterback leagues, I I feel like I would have taken a quarterback in the first round, especially if I was well. Okay, I mean it makes sense that that um, cream pies went went back to back, right? Because come back around on the snake and took Pat home, so I think that made a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have taken one earlier, but I you're. I'm going to default to you and say you guys have been doing this a lot longer than I have in terms of this league, so, you know, whatever. But yeah. I don't really have any big takeaways from from round one. I, I mean, if you like Odell Beckham, you liked them. so if you took on, I don't think anyone can really argue with you. That's a fun—no, I was actually just thinking that as I looked at now a few weeks in, looking at the first
1: round. There are several names on that list that—I can say this because I didn't draft any of them, but several names that were sort of like obligatory first-round picks that I would have said are red flags from the start. Le'Veon Bell, um, Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham. Like if you're sitting late, mid, uh, you know, mid to late first round, right. it's hard to say you're going to pass up on those guys. Right. But I would not be, you know, like no, I it, agree. It, 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 it didn't take much, you know, foresight to say those were those were, um, <laughs> you know, like shaky at best right. for a first round. Because think about it, right? I mean, that that's that's first round. Those are first round names. But uh, like I said. I can say this because I didn't do it, but I like to think I wouldn't have wouldn't have wanted to be in a position to have to draft. No,
0: I'm one hundred percent with you. I mean, the problem is is that if you if you choose not to take your David Johnsons or your Gurlies or Le'Veon, like these running backs these round one running backs, like tier one running backs with the question marks, then your assumption is is that you can find like a round two, a round three you know what would be classified as an RB2 that you feel com- that you feel more comfortable about taking that RB2 and that him being an RB1 than the RB1 actually being able to be an RB1 does that yeah. make sense yeah so yeah. i feel like i would be more comfortable That's a good taking the person that has actually done it before even if they have question marks than Trying to forecast that someone that hasn't yeah. done it before could do it before. That's a good
1: point. And you really, you, you just honestly can't.
0: It's a shitty position
1: to well, be in. Well, because the, the thing that is, is pretty clear about running backs, we never know how they will perform, how their team will perform. Right. But what you do know, or at least have a really good idea of, is who's going to be the workhorse. And they right. have the and, talent and you, and you to just. It. Yeah. yeah exactly. Now they're just hoping the so opportunity. Be, yes. So they're in a position to be a workhorse right. and they have the talent. Um, those are the things that we kind of already know when it right. comes to somebody like Odell Beckham. Well, he's wide receiver, of course, but, you know, Lady on Bell. I mean Gurley was was more of a question mark because the injuries. Um so and and actually he's been he's been okay. I mean he's he, maybe not. But been, I
0: mean are you ever sure. regardless, you know, let's, let's I'll kind of like me, paint your corner. Like would you have ever taken Joe Mixon or taken James Conner or taken uh, Chubb? I like. But I mean, you just keep going like Devontae Adams. Are you ever going to take those guys well, over David Johnson or Gurley or Bell? Even at I would take if I
1: was sitting at these guys, you know, so we're looking now at guys who are not doing so hot. Later in the first round, I would definitely have taken Travis Kelsey before I took uh, a, 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 an RB, a RB1 that may not pan out as an RB1. Yeah. I always think about it as, you know, separation, you right? You can't miss on
0: the first. Is right. I mean, there,
1: there's a there's a very good chance that, the, you know, the guys at the first few, they're going to be a lot better than everybody else at their position, right? Barkley, McCaffrey, Camara, and it is so true, of course, except Barkley's hurt, but you know they're going to be a lot better than everybody else. Um, their 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 separation from from the alternative at their position is great. Kelsey's the same way, right? So people don't value. I mean, now they're and same with Mahomes, right? So those are guys that I would have taken. i like to say I would have taken first round if you didn't have one to one of those like top four or five running backs.
0: But I think that's why you default. You see the receivers. I mean, you have that tier one of receivers. But I mean the the, the counterpoint to the Kelsey argument, and this is you know, four weeks in, is that Kelsey isn't even the number one tight end. I don't think he's like the second or third. Yeah. So it wouldn't even have panned out. I mean, you have to see what the rest of your team looks like. But just to say, like, because I was the same way. I took Kelsey in every single league. (laughs) But that necessarily hasn't worked out. I think Bell's actually had a couple good games. But I'm right there with you. I was avoiding those guys like the plague. So I'm 100% in agreement with you. But it just goes to show that... You have to have in a two running back league, like you have got to take a chance on someone in the first two rounds that's going to be your RB1. And it might yeah. not pan out, but the chances of you finding someone in the rounds three or four to be an RB1 mm-hmm. is almost zero. Yeah. And they yeah. just don't exist. Yeah. People you're, like you're that totally don't break right. out. And that's that's what I mean. Like I say the word obligatory
1: because it is sort of like that. I, I say that in a condescending way, but it is, right? Like okay. cause you, you don't really have a better choice. I mean, other than, I guess to your other point though, in this league, I mean, not a bad idea to to think about quarterback, but again, um this year, you know, there was only a couple guys, I and mean, I would even just say one, Mahomes who was who was a pretty sure thing as far as quarterback. So
0: in this league, it's the same point, we'll move on. Uh-huh. I would have taken I would have taken the Patrick Mahomes yeah. over those RB1 question marks because it was a two quarterback league yeah. with the completion. I agree with you. Because that. it's a you don't win your draft in the first round, yeah. but you lose it. Totally. Right. If you don't hit on that first round pick, it sets you back you're behind the eight ball from week one. Yeah. So there's no question that Pat Mahomes, maybe he wasn't gonna repeat the historic performance he did, but he was not gonna be a bust. Oh, like totally. Le'Veon could be a bust, David Johnson could be a bust, gurley could be a bust. And I'm I'm just not taking that risk. And again, I, I feel like we're gonna repeat over and over like hindsight's twenty twenty. But I feel like in a two quarterback league, that's when kind of rolling the the dice on the Patrick Mahomes over yeah. that those question mark running backs it it makes a lot of sense
1: overall i 100% agree and looking back it is it is kind of astonishing that Mahomes wasn't a first round pick in this league i mean he was first pick in the second round so let's not like yeah not act like he dropped right. way down or something but but yeah i would say he <laughs> if i was in one of those positions where you got a questionable rb1 looking you know as as your best available i would have picked mahomes Cool. Other quarterbacks, who knows?
0: All right, so let's uh, we'll transition a little bit. So, going into the second round, just trying to identify, I think, some steals. I mean, I think Dalvin Cook is a steal in any draft. Um, uh, if you redrafted today, he's he's definitely he's probably replacing because I think going into the draft, you had that tier one of running backs and it, it kind of stopped with McCaffrey because mm-hmm. at that time, Elliott. So I think if you redrafted it today, I mean, where would Cook fall for you, um, in the in the Saquon, uh, McCaffrey, uh, Kamara, Elliott mm. category? Like assuming let's let's just assume Barkley's back healthy because I mean he'll be back either next yeah. week or the week after.
1: I mean I would say he's in that. So and this has been th- this year. You know my um absolute like y- you know like the no brainers as RB ones are are. You know, Saquon Barkley, McCaffrey, Kamara, and Zeke. So, so those four... But I would put Dalvin Cook in that category and just call him... 100%. It. Like the, you know, the, the five that are no And outside of that, I don't think there's anyone that's a 100% no-brainer. I mean, Melvin Gordon would be in that category if he was playing, of course. Yeah. Um, but um, outside of that, I think everyone, like we said, maybe they've, they've proven it. They've got the talent. Um, they're even a workhorse, but there was a question mark around everyone else. I think, yeah, if we drafted today... I would put him in the category of no question mark, an exclamation point yeah. at the top
0: of the at the top, you know, top five. So they're kind of interchangeable. You wouldn't really fault anybody if they took. I mean, I think Saquon's still the number one. Oh yeah, well, so so the clear but differentiating factor in this
1: league, I think, is the guys who who can who who are really reliable pass catchers. As a running back, that makes a huge difference because right. some of these guys are the catching full point. ball yeah. ten, ten times out of backfield. Yeah. And Devin Cook, I mean, I don't actually know. I mean, he's not. A, he's definitely not at least by reputation in the in the like. You know, premier uh, pass catchers category, but I also don't know him reputationally as somebody who's like, you know, they're not they're taking him out on third down, of course. You know right. what I mean? Um, but no, I mean I I, I think regardless, still, because neither is Barkley, right? I mean, he's Barkley's not a guy who um, who is known as like a premier pass catcher. I mean, he's you know, he's he's their go to workhorse, and they're they're not giving the ball to anybody else really. But yeah. Um. Wait. So. So. You know what? I. I mean. I. am looking through the draft order about some sleepers, and there's really like you look through these middle rounds. I. I don't see a lot of like. I mean, reaches, I feel but right. I, I was going to give myself some credit for a second, although now it doesn't look great. But eighth round. No, it's Eckler, whatever. Like he's been awesome, of course. And, yeah. and And I thought that was a steal, and I'm looking I'm still st- feeling like it's a steal. I mean TBD here because Gordon's now going to be back, but. Even, uh, you know, before we knew... You know, one week ago, that was looking like the pick of the year at round eight, right? So there's a clear, like, unpredictability to it,
0: but... Well, I wouldn't even say before that, like, you getting Melvin Gordon in the fifth... Yeah, well, I, I took feel both like this league, yeah. Yeah, because you took both, I right. mean... Oh, yeah, I, I, was, I was astonished. I feel know, like most that. people, he didn't fall to, like, maybe the fourth, but the <laughs> fact that you got yeah. him in the fifth, and then yeah. you could turn around and get Eckler... I think in one of my twelve teams league, he went like in like the sixth or seventh. Yeah. So the fact that you could get Eckler and Melvin Gordon, I mean that. For sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm also looking. Well, you know who I was looking for
1: that I can't remember now, because I he was totally on my radar to start. But Darren Waller, I mean, is going to be. Yeah, he'll be he, a top five. He went undrafted in this league. Right. And I, I guess I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm off here, but I was I literally was looking for him to say who drafted him. And he was he was undrafted because I think there was he had he was that guy that um, was a predicted sleeper and well, yeah, he was has, at hard knocks too yeah and he's been awesome um, and again we're still pretty early here but but I'm still looking through here to to I mean like I had some thoughts and now I'm kind of like second guessing myself here because there's not a lot of people that really stand out as
0: I mean I would say the I would say Godwin uh, yeah I, saw I think too. even coming into the season he had a lot of hype. Yeah, and for your guys, I think based on ADP, he he fell pretty low. Uh, I mean, getting Godwin in the sixth round. Yeah. Before, eh? I mean. That's true. No, I I put him. I probably I probably would have drafted, um, you know, Galladay before him and stuff like that, and Boyd. Yeah. Um. But. So let's keep. Uh, well, we're gonna keep that. We can keep that award open
1: for right now. Um. I mean, you know what pick I still really like. He missed some time, but Gallup, I think, could could totally pan out. That was eleventh round pick here, which I don't think that was necessarily high. But um, when he's when he's been on the field, he's shown like there's some promise. Um, I don't know. I was, I'm almost like so.
0: Here's some interesting: the fact that Kyler Murray went before Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and Dak. That was a reach. That, that that a that might be Wait, the who, uh, yeah that you know what in this the league, fourth right. round that might that, that might be your uh, we got a little weenie action going yeah. on that might be your uh, Stevie Wonder award yeah just that wow. is that is one heck of a reach well, I mean granted he his good solid quarterback but
1: well no so so that is actually I'm glad you say that because I'm kind of looking for that that player you know that that in the late rounds and I, I was sort of. Scanning by quarterbacks here Because I know it's uncharacteristic But if you look I'm just going to count Oh, I see um, another one
0: I see another bad one Seven So taking Kari, or, Tariq Cohen Before Kerryon Johnson Aaron <laughs> Jones C- Chris Carson Whoa Amari Cooper Oh yeah Derrick mm-hmm. Henry, like, there's a, that is that. all workhorse running backs. Oh, yeah. Taking, I mean, granted, it's full point PPR, but no, they drafted yeah, a running back in the first round and signed a running back in the offseason. season. Yeah, no. Taking Tariq Cohen in the third round is a is a, definitely a reach. So let's keep Apes Follow Colba
1: in the running for the Stevie Wonder Award. He's definitely uh, up there. And he is one in three with the fewest points on the board, not quite. Close to the fewest points on the board. He also took
0: Drew Brees as the number two quarterback off the board.
1: Well, you know, I was already kind of on... Spansky's mid-chub is a tough, tough one looking at Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Antonio Brown, you know, come on, you maybe couldn't have predicted it, but those are two two names in the two rounds that I would have said pretty poison on both of them, right? I mean, uh, so so those weren't looking good, but yeah. Tariq Cohen, oh Drew Brees, Tariq Cohen, two and three, yeah, that's that's a tough look. And that, even Julio, I mean Julio, Julio,
0: Julio, yeah, but Julio. Uh, but, uh, but
1: but but not a good
2: turn. It's kind
0: day. of it's kind of cool to see the quarterbacks like seeing Marcus Mariota drafted in the seventh round. You Which, know, that like in a normal in a normal, well not normal, not, yeah, I'm this is not normal, but in a more standard league, you know, that guy didn't even get drafted. So I think that that just Again, it just goes back to, um,
1: yeah. I know. I I actually I agree though with your with your call on on Kyler because, um, when you look at this league, I would have said so he was. I think he was taken like eleventh or twelfth or I don't know maybe some something, something like that. I mean, so in most twelve team leagues, one quarterback he wasn't drafted. Uh, yeah. So so to take him that early
0: here was was a good reach. I guarantee you, Hens has a really good record. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean he missed on Freeman, but other than that, I mean he got Yeah, he he's he's three and one at uh the highest scoring team right now. Yeah. I, did, I mean him getting Lamar and then uh he also got what was the other one? Who's the other quarterback? Um Russell Wilson. Yeah. And then so, Allen. I mean those are those on their own the first four weeks are I think that's like, the number one receiver, you got MVP award in Wilson. And then Lamar Jackson's obviously had a coming up party, so. And I'm gonna backtrack a second because cause the Hens
1: have been uh I I'm looking now at the history, only finished in the top three once in six years. So uh
0: so they're one of those that's uh this is their time. Yeah, so you kinda of referenced that earlier. It's just kinda of like the changing of the guard yeah. in this league. So the 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 tops will come to the bottom and the bottoms will come in to the top. As
1: as Hens might say, Hens in this bitch. Uh, but yeah, so 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 Hens good draft, um, and uh, and it's and it's panning out pretty well. Um, so so now I want to I want to I'm I'm kind of staying on that topic because again looking through the history, uh, Tallman Danny F150, back to back champs. You know we've, we've been been at it for. Um, seven seasons. He's won twice and he's been in the top three. Oh geez, I can't even count quickly more than that. And he's off to a very disappointing one and three start. Um so there's the other kind of you know, the other end of that spectrum. But right. also Justin, Spansky's mid chub. Um 0-4 to start the year. Um he's only got one championship, but he's been in the top three quite a few times. Um, you know, definitely wouldn't have Expected an open four start, uh, so 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 tough draft there. And again, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, um, and then, uh, well, yeah. So George one th-
0: Kittle in round three. Yeah. One thing I think would be cool, and this will help facilitate some of the draft conversation. Uh, and we'll we'll wrap up the draft here. Um, let's. What do you think about taking the top two teams and the uh-huh. bottom two teams? And quickly, just kind of going through and yeah. kind of, you know, speaking to what made you know why are they four and zero or three and one versus one and three and zero and four? Where where did that take place in the draft? Yeah. And so we kind of already talked about the hens. So let's look the cream the cream pies and thighs.
1: and okay and just real quick yeah in all of these seasons Malley hasn't finished um in. The top three. Is this is cream um, pies. This is cream pies. Okay. Um. So so not even no championships. We've got no top three finishes, um. And he is you know sitting at the top of the leaderboard here at uh, at four and zero. Oh. So yeah. So we'll look at those two two teams that I guess did the research this off season after <laughs> a lot of disappointing
0: years, uh, cream pies and the hens. So without um, making my without knowing the standings. I don't think it's a coincidence that the team that took their first quarterback in a two quarterback league uh-huh. in the completion. Yeah. And bypassed those running backs that we just talked about with the question marks and went with a receiver is in first place. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So what who was who was his second quarterback off the board? Cream pies. Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Which is I mean, you've got two um I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, to have the best quarterback, yeah, that's a huge deal. But you, if you have two quality quarterbacks that are putting up re- pretty reliable numbers every yeah. week, I mean, so so he is the best by a long shot, and uh, you know, Garoppolo's had a, a pretty good year. I mean, he's not been, you know, like a uh, head turner here. But so, uh,
0: Crink-Pies, if you look at his first eight, the you know through round eight, it's not the best team. Well, you know what I would say though. Um, and and
1: his his year's been, I think, decent, but I thought TY Hilton was a good pick. Um round six, I, I mean, so with if uh, if Luck hadn't retired, Hilton would have been so much higher than round six. And if you look at his history, I actually went back and looked. Yeah, his years were down a little bit when, when Luck had been hurt because he's missed, you know, two seasons when you know they both played together. Yeah. But but he's proven that he can play without luck as a as a pretty top tier wide receiver, so for him to go in the sixth round, i think that's a pretty good pick i mean i wouldn't again i i don't know
0: he's been like lights out so far but uh but he's had a good year so i'm skipping a, i'm skipping ahead a little bit and i'm stepping on some of the other sections but so yeah i'm not super impressed with cream pie's first eight picks, and if you go look yeah. at the standings, he has the lowest points against ah uh, so he has a i think he's he has a decent points forward, so he's obviously a good team. Right. But he has the lowest points again. So I'm gonna predict a little bit of leveling, leveling out. Come. You're right. I don't like his team. I'm looking through the draft and I'm
1: not wowed either. Now I'll, I'll give him some credit here. He's four and zero. Give it where it's due. And 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 what that tells me without looking is that he's made some good moves in the waiver wire. Yeah. And I he's do. made some good lineup decisions. If he's if he's you know high there. And of course it it does sound like. Um you know, lowest points against, and we see that a lot, of course, especially early in the season, that you know guys get get a little bit of luck and, and usually that does even out um but again, we gotta give some credit here four no is never easy, so no
0: not not some, at all some good waiver you know wire acquisitions and he's still i mean he's I think he's top three. And points four, so it by no means oh. is he lucked into the four zero, but yeah. getting the lowest points against has definitely helped. So. Well,
1: and and I'm looking now, um, Mark Andrews ha- has been a, a, a you know like he had one bad right. week I think, but um, number three tight end like you know that was uh, that that that's that's you know a waiver wire ad that's that's really like been a team anchor at this point. Yeah, you know, he's had some huge weeks. Um. So well, and honestly, I I, st- I still go back. Like, you look through those eight rounds. We're not impressed. Really, the difference for him is is Mahomes. It's Mahomes. Um. You know, huge, huge points. And and you again, we talked about separation earlier on. Yeah. Um. I I don't. I mean, I'm not looking at whatever data here, but I think his average, you know, is really. I I would have to assume it as far as you know separation from. The second at their position um yeah average of 34.4 points what's what's the second quarterback you know like so anyway i I think mahomes is is the anchor i think i'm not going to give him like best draft necessarily but but i think you're right that's in this league your uh your instinct (laughs) seems to be pretty good that uh that, that quarterbacks uh should be uh should be first round picks especially this year. I mean he he went first in other leagues in leagues that weren't two quarterback.
0: Yeah. Um first I, mean, round I don't side. think especially if you redrafted it today I don't think anyone is going to laugh at or kind of question in, at any point that I mean, he shouldn't go before that top yeah. tier of running back but if you wanted to take Pat Mahomes in the first round I don't think anybody's going to really Yeah. He, but, turn up a nose. I, I think of it as your first round like people think I, you know
1: I'm thinking out loud here because I don't know if I necessarily always draft this way. But basically just you, you gotta pick a,
0: a sure pick. And that doesn't right. mean it goes a running back. back. You know, that it you, means it's sure. you don't win it in the first round, you lose it. Yeah, exactly. So if you can exactly if you can pick a player that can be top five in their position in the first round, you exactly. you can win the league. Exactly. You and won't lose you won't I mean you you won't lose the league, let's say that right. you won't win it. You need to find those dime in the rubs and you got a lot of work to do as a GM But Yep. Yeah. If you if you miss in the in round one, it's it's an uphill battle for sure. That's a that's that's very well said. And so looking at Spanx, I mean, his top his first two picks, uh, Lady on Bell, which I I don't think he's had a terrible year. Um, no, not terrible. I keep I keep badmouthing Lady. He hasn't. He I am not a fan at all. But I went and looked it. I would never trade for him. And I'm yeah. always active on the on the trade game. But he's he's still getting his carries. I don't think he can sustain it. And I don't think that team's very good. But yeah. Um. You can see in the second round what he took Antonio, Antonio Brown, which yeah. hasn't played. Well, and again, game. again, that's that pick where it's like he, he's he's he's
1: a questionable, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And and that's two that questionable picks back right. to back, right? And it, and those are two guys that uh, a Steelers fan picked. Uh, in the first two rounds uh not saying there was any uh you know any bias there but uh two guys don't play for the Steelers anymore right. and the Steelers suck. So then you
0: got you <laughs> but, got Kittle
1: yeah.
0: um, I think yeah, I mean Kittle's fine. He yeah. hasn't had a good year. Yeah so far. He'll even out. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Um Phillip I, Rivers and then Jameis so that that's three quarterbacks, right? So he took no no, no 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 I'm, so I'm getting okay so oh, but Jameis he waited did two. he he waited i think he waited the longest to take a quarterback
1: i mean I'm, I'm going to say right now though too that that's those are two i mean that's a pretty if if you Rivers, had told Denver him earlier Winston. on that that's who you were going to end up with a quarterback, I think he would have been disappointed right um so i would say i would say and in, in, especially in this league where i mean Jameis is i don't know i mean he he had upside. Um Phillip Rivers has been very consistent over the course of his career. Um but uh but but I wouldn't have been happy with those two quarterbacks. Um so I'm looking, yeah. I mean I think I I, I do of course know off the top of my head that his his season's not gone off to a great start, but I would look at this draft and say that that's uh that's a pretty disappointing disappointing draft for the mid well, I do like uh, Emmanuel Sanders.
0: Um, he could potentially get traded this year too.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's also just uh, you know he's a producer, and um, there wasn't so much reason to believe he yeah, would full wouldn't stay that way.
0: Full point PPR. I mean, he's he's a solid, you know, RB two. Sure. All right.
1: Well, I'm actually I, I'm I'm gonna you know pretty unequivocally say that that my my Stevie Wonder award for vision is Justin and the mid Um <laughs> I uh, what round? I know we're kind of uh, what's that? What round? No, no, no. So that's like overall. Oh, uh, overall, overall. I know we did the yeah, we did the woke sleeper, which is one pick. That was just the just the, uh, the overall worst draft. Looking at you know, I, I think I think that award goes to somebody who made a few disappointing picks. I wish
0: there was a way to see these teams like rosters drafted because obviously we can't go and look at the stand or current. You know, stuff has changed. People would make trades and pickups, but I wish there was a way to take like this draft recap and turn it into like a team. Oh, there is. There is a way to do that. All right. I didn't really know that until you started to say okay. it, but uh, but I I clicked it and sure enough. So, you talk. Let me look at this. You kind of talk through a little bit some of the stuff that you find, and I'd like to kind of yeah. look at this and I'll, I'll give some some grades. All right. Well, so I, I think.
1: Um, Oh yeah, I am. I, I mean, these two that are that are bottom of the pack, and again, I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I'm running through this, and I don't like these picks. But um, but but Danny F one fifty Spansky's mid chub. I mean, Gurley is one of those again. People knew he was gonna be questionable with injury. Now he he hasn't been really all that disappointing, um, but he hasn't. He's not been in that that tier of. Um, I mean, it's fourteen. Yeah, I'm looking for fourteen at his position, which for. A, First round pick is is relatively disappointing, right. of course. Um mix in second round, Tom Brady is his first quarterback. I love Tom Brady. Um, but uh but 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 you know it's uh and I also I actually I don't like Edelman um that early. Um I think he's I really I love the Patriots and I have a lot of respect for the Patriots and, and their, you know, ability to win. I avoid Patriots players Yeah, the play. You know, a lot of ways. Just because, at every position. I mean, Tom Brady, not so much, of course. But, um, but, but at at receiver and running back, um, you just never know who's going to be the guy, right? Um, And uh, and that's that's why I don't love that pick. Um, I don't mean. I mean, I think in you know full point PBR, right? If he's himself, he's 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 catching the ball quite a few times. But even that in the last few years hasn't really been um, that reliable. So. So I don't like I don't like either of those two drafts although I'm still saying Mitchup's is is a disappointing one. And and I'll give him the 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 AB okay. I I don't like that pick but you know that was tough, right? Um but again, another, you know, so we're looking then um 6th round at Sonny Michelle. I I think, you know, Michelle, well, I mean, he's been good, but Patriots running backs pretty inconsistent. Um so that's where I stand on, on
0: on on those. Um Yeah, I'm I'm kinda I'm I'm gonna kind of uh bow yeah. out. I mean it's so I'm looking at by round. It's still really hard to get a good idea. Like if we had like by position it'd be easier to rank. Yeah. There's just too much information to too process. much information. Yeah.
1: You know another thing I'm gonna I'm gonna say here, so fourth round Chris Carson, I can't I'm I'm struggling with my crystal ball or whatever the opposite of that is. I I feel like right now I'm surprised
0: that he was he he was that low. Yeah, I mean I don't really remember even even like average draft position or just do you see that at this point? What do you um, average draft? No, athlete? I just kind of it's just what I remember. You um, think? But you, I'm right, right? I'm. Oh the, yeah, he was okay. like. I mean, even I feel like Nick Chubb went late. Like Nick Chubb, yeah. Nick Chubb should have went earlier than. I mean, granted, it, it, it throws a wrinkle in with the quarterback thing, right? But, I mean, I feel like I would have taken, personally, I would have taken Nick Chubb and Chris Carson before Joe Mixon. A lot of people were mm-hmm. high on Joe Mixon. I, I wasn't, personally. Um, but, I mean, if you look at who was taken in the second, I can't really argue against Devontae Freeman. Chris Carson should have been taken before Devontae Freeman, yeah, even that, with the outs. Yeah, I mean, in Josh Jacobs, like, he's a rookie. I don't know why. Actually, Tariq Cohen has got to be the worst draft, the worst pick of the draft. Like <laughs> Breeze was the I can't. I haven't even looked at all of them, but uh yeah, no that that's that's a uh, where is he at? Is I'll at issue? least give the Breeze because it's two quarterback, and I
1: mean I'm still
0: it's still bad because you took him that. above. Yeah, there's Deshaun so guys. Watson. Right.
1: right, exactly. You know, seeing Drew Brees in the second round is not necessarily that alarming, but yes, seeing him before the other
0: ones, yeah. 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 Tariq Cohen is just nuts. I don't. It's just crazy. I mean, yeah. he's not even... He wasn't even, like, the third I, I know, depth like, running back on his own team. Yeah. And they, they went and signed someone and drafted someone. So I don't know what would give you, like, the warm fuzzy to draft. Yeah, there's some Cohen in really the questionable picks all throughout that draft. Um, all right. Uh, Abe followed Koba right, right off the the ledge there. I mean, yeah. he just n- nosedived into the abyss. Yeah. All right. All right so so what Wait, hold
1: on. So I know they didn't put this, but what... Li- Give me a give me a, a draft that you do like. I mean I actually you just said um you know, chubb sugar I I do like um Lublis. Lublis had a good draft. I mean he's you know, in a tough spot with Barkley out, but um I mean But I think that was a good draft. I think I mean I'm not gonna throw my own horn here, but I think my draft I had a strong draft. Thielen's been disappointing, which um hopefully will will turn around, but um, well, and I took, yeah, my first quarterback was Ben, which I think I, I stand behind
0: that for fourth round quarterback in this league. Um, I don't think that was a bad pick. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you got Melvin Gordon that late and Cooper Cup, I think that yeah, alone exactly. and, and got Eckler at the same time. Oh,
1: I was, I stand behind So wait, did you say that th- you said this early on, the thing about the guy, so Cooper Cup, I'm in four leagues. I don't even like admitting that. But I got Cooper Cup in three of the leagues, and in the fourth, I was disappointed that I didn't. Yeah, um, I loved him. I, you know, he they said like after the what was it, MCL or ACL, whatever surgery he had, he was running a faster forty than he ever had before. Um, you know, I loved their offense, and that's panned out. I mean, I, I think you got to say like that's he he's he's a uh, high tier, you know, one of the best, right? I mean, I don't know what he's at. Let's see here. Yeah, no, second in his rank, and he doesn't seem to be slowing down and that was uh, that was sixth round yeah. so um,
0: you know not saying you gotta pick me for your choice but um, but I might pick me so I don't know it's I don't have enough time to study I like Danny Fractured I think his overall overall just kind of Hopkins he's not gonna play like that the rest of the year I mean I think you can just wipe his four games so I think having Hopkins and Cook and I think Ryan and Wentz are like mid-tier running back or like when I say mid-tier like I don't think they're going to be like top five, but they're not going to be bottom five. Uh-huh. Like in terms of twelve teams, um, I think Montgomery's only going to improve. And if Marlon Mack can stay healthy, uh-huh. I think that's one hell of a team. Right. I don't know what moves he's made, but just like looking at it, um, I'll say I don't he know. even though no, I he, think where's he, where he at in the standings right now? Uh, so he is. I I know he was up
1: to. Oh, he's two and two. Um, so you know, doing okay. Um, but uh, but but he was my pick to uh, to win if I'm not mistaken.
0: I really like his. T- I um, think his
1: team is only going to get better. I mean, as I keep looking through here, I, I think I am definitely you know the guys who who've, who've you know who we've identified as clear bottom of the pack are actually bottom of the pack. Um, so Danny F150, Colbud, and Spencey's midchug which are are the bottom three teams in that order. Yeah. And those are the three that we've kind of consistently as we're, you know, sort of spitballing for our awards here. We we've, we've keep gone back to those two as 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 uh pretty poor drafts looking, you know, in uh, in hindsight here. Um but at the top of the league, you know, we we try to look at those first two. I think Cream Pies, I think there's really just the one pick that's with being, um, being uh, Mahomes, and then I think the Hens did have. I, there's nothing that really jumps out at me as like that was a great pick, but I think they had a just a just a solid draft, up and down. Um, you know, if you look at anyone, you're going to find a couple guys, right, mid to late rounds that, that that of course are you know unrostered at this point. But you look at Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. That's um, by far. That's when that's, that's like why ideal, right? Yeah. Because that's. That's you got two guys who are maybe not going to end up being like top five, but I I, I would say you could feel with pretty high level of confidence that
0: those guys will be top 15. So if you look at his draft, I mean, I'll give credit where credit's due. I mean, Christian McCaffrey and Kane Allen, but by no means were those like, you know, questionable at the time of picking. You know, they just happened to fall. Right. I mean, those were. Solid picks in the first and second exactly. Round. There was there were yeah, he the didn't rest of mistakes. the draft didn't lose is it. eh. Besides Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson, which goes back to like quarterback is so critical because I guarantee you those two performances are carrying him into first place. Like Christian McCaffrey and Keenan they were gonna go in the first and second round, but the yeah. fact that he was able to wait, which yeah. is a lot as a huge risk, right? I mean, I don't think Russell Wilson was supposed to be Russell Wilson MVP this year. A lot of people projected them to run the ball a lot. And his running had, like, you know, significantly reduced for the last couple of years or whatever. Yeah. And he has no weapons on that team. So the fact that he was able to get the top, you know, top five quarterbacks, yeah. two top five quarterbacks in the freaking fourth and fifth round. Exactly. That's why he's in Well, and place. let's be honest here. When you look at a draft,
1: right? So if we look at his first six rounds, he made four great picks, two of which were kind of... You no know, Everybody would have made yeah, them, right? obvious. Um and two bad ones. I mean, I think that's that's great. I mean, if you ran through here and said, you know, you, you made four of uh, the, the right picks and two that are eh, maybe not the best, but they're not, you know, Devontae Freeman and and uh, DJ Moore are not, like, you know, unrostered at this point. So they right. weren't huge misses. Um, so, so he did well in the first six rounds. And what I was getting at was, when I say let's be honest, is round seven and on, everybody's gambling. And right. you know what I kind of like? Y- 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 there's only a few defenses every year that are gonna be like worth talking about and the bills are that defense so right. I mean I mean you know bears have been really good too but not uh, bats have been really good too but I'm saying there's a, there's, there's a few um, and uh, and that was a good pick especially because when you look through this and this is fairly typical um, that was second to last round so plenty of defenses were off the board before the bills yeah um, so so I think when you look seven through whatever the last round is 15. Did he make a lot of great picks? Did he find that, like, best sleeper of the year? Maybe not, but nobody was, like, a total, I mean, stupid. And the Bills were a pretty good pick, yeah. right? So, And I'm actually going to, as I was saying this, I, I can't... I'm, I'm totally taking the Stevie Wonder Award and giving it to H. Paul Acoba. Um He picked Will Lutz in the 10th round. So, uh, um, Jarvis Landry. Um, like, w- was he sleeping? I
0: don't even... <laughs> And Tariq Cohen and Drew Brees. And Tariq, i mean, those were—we already talked about those. I don't know. Maybe—I guess I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he thought he like knew something, Like, even Stevie didn't. Wonder would recognize this team sucks
1: ass. Yeah, right. So, so Drew Brees, I mean, like, bad pick. I'm not—I'm not taking that away. But, like, okay, that's not, like, I—absolutely alarming when you consider the two—and not even alarming at all, actually, when you consider two quarterbacks. But it was a bad pick. So, Tree Cohen is alarming.
0: So one thing that's not mentioned, I was trying to figure out why cream pies. Like I was looking through his first couple of rounds, and I didn't understand why he is in first. I thought he has a solid team with Patrick Mahomes and Devontae but Devontae Adams hasn't done really much this year. You okay. know what it is? What? It's the Patriots defense. Oh really? The Patriots defense like is a top a top twenty oh player my God. right now.
1: 19.8 points.
0: If you look at, yeah, their defense is what's putting him in first. Wait, it's we- not I mean because like Philip Lindsay, Josh Gordon, TY Hilton, Grappolo, Aaron Jones. Well, okay, so Karyon Johnson, those are not top players in the in and in through the week 4. Like what's carrying him is the Patriots defense and Patrick Mahomes. So let's let's this is weird to say cuz I
1: think the defenses... um I think if you it would be very uncommon for a defense to be a difference maker for the entire season. Yeah. I don't think that ever happens. But right now, you seen we look at the top schedule? two teams. You know, who stands out on both of those teams? Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Th- th- so, these are the top two teams. Those are the two, I'd set them backwards there, but two and one, best quarterback so far. And then, I actually don't think those are actually second best defense. But they're, you know, uh, they've had some some big scoring weeks, right? Um and, so uh, so top quarterbacks and defense. What you're saying? So far, I mean, or? I'm not saying so. So the quarterbacks, I, I stand by as I think that's... Oh yeah, it's an anomaly. that'll proven to be a right. difference maker in this league. It'll even um, out. But the but the defenses. I mean, I would say though, if you can, if if you if you do the things that you're supposed to do, a defense can set you apart. You know what I mean? Like in the, in, in fantasy football, like if you don't, like we said, you you know your first round. Um he didn't do anything somebody else wouldn't have done, but he didn't make a mistake right uh and then you have like a, a good defense and and yeah, i mean, so I think it kind of seems like maybe it's a coincidence but um solid drafts nothing that like stands out as unbelievable uh but but yeah they've they've their quarterbacks have panned out, and the defenses have shocked us a bit um so that's that's where I stand on that. Yeah, um, I mean a
0: defense averaging nineteen point eight. I mean that's it's hard. Yeah, you're talking about crazy. separation between positions but and yeah, like I mean, people. I would like to know the second. What what's the second most? Be the
1: Bears is gotta be the second best defense. I and mean,
0: that's gotta be like a solid. Oh yeah, I mean, five if, six I points I would be between. Astonished if anybody has more than like 12. over fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Bears are number two at 12.5. Right. that That is a huge disparity between yeah. first and second. Yeah. So, that is that uh, directly leads to uh, their position. So Totally. And
1: that's right now. I mean, I think... Oh, actually, the, yeah. The Pats, not only is that atypical for anywhere, but their, their schedule so far has been a joke.
0: It is. I don't think it gets much tougher. Uh, I mean, and I'm not taking that with the division. Team.
1: I think they're a great team, but... Oh, I am.
0: I'm taking it. <laughs> okay.
1: No, but I mean... Well, let's say that. I mean, they've you know, the Bills were like half a test, um, but... Other than that, those were joke teams. teams. I mean, and there's even the Steelers, right? Look, you wouldn't have said that before that game, but um... so let's talk. Ch- Wait, hold on. To, so I'm okay. saying Apelkova's got to be the got to be the Stevie Wonder Award, but but we gotta we gotta pick one for the, oh. for the sleeper.
0: And by the way, we don't have to agree on these. So what what you, what are we picking sleeper for? What? Best like the sleeper sleeper
1: that looks like they're paying out. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a parameter in as just is this
0: a player or a team? A,
1: um, just a, sorry, just one player, just one pick. Oh. Um, a late round. What, what should we say?
0: What, what do you define late round? Fifth. Um, so this is our own personal opinion. Which player do we like the best to finish strong? No, no, no. Sorry, this is still from the draft.
1: A pick, a okay, fifth round or later that looks like a great pick at this point. And I think yes, you. I would say, okay, you know somebody you think can sustain that for the rest of the season. It doesn't necessarily have to be fifth round because I really do like Chris Carson in the fourth. Um so I think that's uh I mean it, I
0: think it's kinda obvious I mean, I think Melvin Gordon. I mean if Mel- Melvin Gordon can become yeah Melvin Gordon, I mean it's an absolute steal, the fact that yeah, he's back in the fifth. I don't think he's gonna play much this game, but if you're if you're like at the five hundred, I mean it's so early in the season, even like a one and three start isn't that big of a deal. And when you're adding someone you're not adding anyone off of waivers that has Melvin Gordon's talent. Actually,
1: so I picked him in a different league. I think I took him in like the third round. Because fifth round, yeah, I can't believe he dropped that far. I actually kind of remember this draft thinking like I kind of wanted to avoid him because this was the last draft. We drafted really late, pretty close to the season. And I think at that point, I, based on research, was thinking he was unlikely um, to come back, you know, at least midway through the season. So I kind of forgot about him and saw him on the board fifth round. Yeah. Um. So like I wasn't. I didn't have my eye on him so much. But but yeah. So that's good. And I mean sixth round Cooper Cup, um, eighth round Austin Eckler. Yeah. So I guess those are the best ones I'd say. But the, um, and they're all my team.
0: They can't put. You, but you can't put them in that category because he's already a top receiver, right? I mean he's not Cooper. Yeah. I mean how can you approve when you're like top three? What do you mean? So you. I guess the way I heard the you know oh. the award is like drafted off after the sixth round that you expect to improve and can make a oh. difference. Yeah, well, I mean, I just meant like a guy who you took late. That oh yeah, no,
1: that's it has basically panned out as better than you. where you picked them. I got you. I, got I you. mean, but no, but I was gonna say too, like this wasn't so much a speci- like an individual award, but I did want to talk about some guys like who I think, you know. At this point in the season, guys we love and hate for the rest of the year. I mean, that's, that could go on forever, of course.
0: So um, so so I will plug. I'm a huge Montgomery fan. Okay. I think Montgomery has a talent. I think the game script hasn't been there. Okay. I think the coach has been high. He doesn't know how to call a goal line <laughs> yeah. in offense or a, a red zone offense. So I think he is unquestionably the most talented running back in the backfield. All right, I think they have a good team. I think they're gonna end up con- figuring out that they they need to control the clock. I was just um, gonna say
1: I'm not quite as high as is on him as you are for the for all of those reasons, but that last reason I'm i think high. I mean, I think if he you know he's 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 he stayed as a you know a lead back on a team that has a strong defense is gonna win some games by by putting the ball on the ground. Dude, it's only gonna and, get colder in Chicago, yeah, and at point. some
0: point, especially now that you have Chase Mc, or Chase yeah McDaniel's or Daniels or whatever his name is yeah. They Wouldn't should have been not- throwing that ball. They should have been throwing the ball as much as they were with Trubisky. It's stupid. Yeah. And quit acting like you have like a top tier quarterback. <laughs> like hand the ball off, control the clock, let your defense do the work. And you drafted that guy in the second round for a reason. I think.
2: We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Tolman. The king of trade proposals that involve virtually swapping each other's entire teams, also was the prior commissioner, but overthrown for rumors of collusion and money laundering. Mali. Sleaziest of the bunch. We'll discuss a trade with you and the two sides will come to an agreement, but then we'll send over a slightly different trade in hopes you don't read, also always last for getting in his league dues. QJKA ties dad is all about the points, is his motto, not afraid to draft a kicker in the 7th round. Somehow finishes in or close to the playoffs each year with some of the most disgusting looking lineups. Jones. King Pester and Fester, relentless trade talk, basically forces you into a trade by the sheer volume of texts he sends you, multiple league members have had his number blocked. He has since moved on to burner phone. Ty really has done nothing in this league. I believe he's made the playoffs once or twice. Bottom of the barrel talent.
0: We got cut off a little bit, um, but I think the point was made, uh, Bears need to utilize Montgomery more. Did you have anything else from from the draft before we uh, get to some of the trades? And, um some of the policy stuff.
1: No, but I just thought as we uh, were, were running through that, and you said the thing about Trubisky, um in this league. I, I was just thinking back to we haven't even he hasn't come up yet. Um, but I was thinking I bet he was a, a pretty high draft pick, and it's been a big disappointment. Sure <laughs> enough, he was. I mean, he was fifth round, so it wasn't. It, it was it was deep. Big Daddy's first quarterback, and his second was Sam Donald. So uh, pretty poor showing in the quarterback category. Yeah, now, I, tough. I'm not necessarily. Um, being critical of the draft pick, I'm just simply commenting that it hasn't panned out, but, uh, but I know a lot of people were pretty high on Trubisky and, uh, definitely, definitely hasn't panned out, so. All
0: right, so, <clears throat> we could, we could analyze the draft, um, for hours. I want to kind of get into some of the, uh, you talked about the, the new trade policy, so lay it on oh. me.
1: well, uh, maybe somewhat of an announcement, um, not really. So, we've, we've kind of gone back and forth. Everyone, we've, we've kind of had a pretty consensus with the ch- I really think this is the way the league should be is every trade should stand unless there is obvious uh collusion, right? Unless there's obvious collusion and it's just just, you know, there's like there's wrongdoing. blatant. Right. Um the problem is like as we should all know, there is no way of knowing for sure, so there's always somebody who says that was bullshit. Um and I think most of us are of the belief that if it's bullshit, it's bullshit. Somebody made a bad trade. Like, right. we, we, we're adults now, right. you know. Uh, but a, a few people had said to me there was some frustration about that. They wanted there to be some way of vetoing trades. So I made it the official policy that um, the trades had to be approved. So rather than if it didn't get a veto, it wouldn't go through until, I think it was, so if there's 12 teams, it would have had to be in like five or six or whatever. More than half of the people not involved in the trade had to vote Yes. Clearly, that was kind of ridiculous. Um, I think I will take this time to make an announcement uh, that we're, we're going to keep it as as a review. Um, I'll, I'm open to consideration, but it is a trade stand uh, without the provable, obvious collusion. Uh, and if people make mistakes, they make mistakes. Um, you can't get mad about that stuff. So. As far as exactly how ESPN works, it's kinda of hard to make it, you know, I don't know exactly what their their policies are on letting trades stand, but I don't I don't think we need to do a veto process. I actually also just happened to read an article after I made this decision, but it was just uh I don't even know who it was I guess it was probably Matthew Berry, but like making trades this time of year. Yeah. And it 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 was just like his opinion too. Right. No vetoes. And again, Unless there's, you know, i a yeah. solution. Now, my solution to this, which I did last year and I will, I already had done this year, um, we have to have an early trade deadline because the time that people start talking about collusion is when somebody um, makes a trade when they're whatever, two and eight, you know
0: what I mean? Um, so it's just the trade deadline has to be pretty early. I can't remember what I said it as, but. So I got some immediate reactions. So I'm smiling behind the phone right now. <laughs> Because normally I I try to be the type of person that sees both sides of the argument and try to like, you know, put put the shoe, is that the expression? Put the shoe on? Yeah. I whatever. Walk in somebody else's shoes. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. I don't know. So for this one, and maybe because I've experienced it as a commissioner and as just a, a player, but... When it comes to veto, I am so black and white. I absolutely hate the feature. It makes yeah. absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. Um here's kind of what I've broken down to is that the reason the veto tool exists is because some leagues are made up of people that do not know each other. So yeah. if you were to join a random ESPN team and you uh-huh. didn't know anyone, to me that is the only reason the veto exists. On the app is because you can't trust all the people in the league, right? Yeah. If you're amongst friends and there's not just like your character or integrity, but money online, I can't imagine two grown ass adults coming to the conclusion that, hey, let's screw all of our friends, mm. let's completely combine powers. Yeah. And uh, one of us will demit or admit defeat and we'll, com- we'll, we'll create a superpower and we'll fuck all of our friends and we'll lose all their friendships because we really want well, this extra $500 that, mu- that bad.
1: I agree with you fundamentally. But the really other side of this argument, I think, and I don't know, I'm kind of putting words in other people's mouths. The people that have voiced to me that they didn't want trades to be just anything stands. is more of a... And I, I don't agree with this perspective. I just want to make it clear. Before I say, it. I know where you're going. Well, people who say so, like you've got somebody who's whatever six and five, and they're fighting it out with somebody who's six and five, and that six and five team makes a trade that they think is clearly to their advantage, and they're like, "Well, that's bullshit. I should have had the ability to veto that." And they traded with somebody who was whatever, you know, three and whatever the math was at that point, three and right. six, um, and they're like, "Well, no, now I'm not going to make the playoffs because some other asshole made a bad trade." So they don't necessarily... They're not accusing somebody of this conspiracy, you know, to, to screw their friends out of money. But they're that's simply, sports. That that's, happens in sports every year. Yes, and that's why I'm saying I don't necessarily agree with that. And here's the other reason why. Is because it's no different than that 2-8 and eight team making a shitty lineup decision. Right. Nobody's like, I should be able to veto right. these lineup moves. Right. It, you know, it, as long as there's no clear collusion... Um, it's the only reason for veto. There's always going to be decisions that right. you that don't benefit you that other people make. Right. And that's not just sports, that's yeah, right. life. But uh, yeah, so well, that's why. The
0: idea, I mean, just think about this like in, in just everyday context, just like real life shit. Like, imagine if every trade that happened in the NBA this offseason, or every free agent signing, There had to be an agreed upon. Like, do you really think the Lakers like Kawhi going to the Clippers? Like, do you think they would have voted yes to that? Like, you know what, guys, you're really screwing up our championship so far. Like, no, we're gonna veto that. Like the the fact that we the realistic thing is we are GMS and we're allowing GMS in a league to compete to vote on should other people make trades. Like. It makes absolutely no sense in the context of real sports. You're right. And well, like it's ridiculous. And let's be real here. There, are, there will be people who complain. And we all hate those people. Right. You know, what you do when somebody makes a trade that you don't
1: think is fair is you step up and you beat those
0: people. Right. And you probably weren't active in yeah. the trade discussions too, yeah. right? So if you want to stop trading, then be more active and make the trade yourselves. Yeah. Like you can't... There's, just, there's no logical reason to allow someone to vote against someone else's trade unless there's obvious conclusion and collusion is not going to happen amongst friends. Like, yeah. I just... I can't well, be convinced it, it, that, and that, and that let's could be be happening. real. It's very obvious when it does happen. Oh, look, yeah. Right? I mean, because... It's usually a joke and someone's I mean, like being a troll. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, fuck yeah. you guys. I mean, I'm no one's going to collude over. to make a trade that could appear to be even. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, so, I I agree. I, I just think... Um, so, this year, in my league, it wasn't a huge... People weren't a fan of it. But it's worked out so well and no one's complained in the season as... I just took off the veto and it's automatic. As soon as you hit accept, the player switch. Right. And that's what we did last year. And, and my
1: caveat was the earlier tread deadline. Most people do late tread deadline, yeah. like just before the playoffs.
0: So there's other things. So why don't you incentivize not competing? Like, so a consolation bracket. So, like, something like, I mean, oh, yeah. right? So the winner gets their money back. Wait. Of the consolation bracket. Like, why don't you oh, incentivize, right. like, right. finishing through the year?
1: Yeah. Well, so one year I did, um, and I have another league that we do this, like, weekly payouts. Yeah. So just something like 20 bucks, right. sort of, for highest points. And we, it, we, I think we just did highest points. My other league, they do something different every week, which I think is We do that, cool. too. Yeah. So it's, you know... Like every most, odd week, we do something exactly, weird. Exactly. Most touchdowns, yeah. most receptions. Yeah. Um, so those are a good way. But I do like that, too. We should just do, like, a, um. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I, I just think... There, is, I, people have in our you know group of friends will joke about this stuff, but I, I
0: don't think anyone's ever colluded. No, game. I can't we imagine. We all joke about
1: it and put up a huge you know fuss like like every year
0: somebody. Especially gets if you've been competing every year against yeah. each other, like no one wants to see their friend win. No, for and sure. they're, even if you collude, one person's having to compromise and give the other yeah. team his assets, and they're not going to get credit for the win. If I had to be, you know. I, I, I truly believe, nobody
1: truly believes that there's ever been collusion. There are just people of the opinion that people shouldn't be allowed to make stupid trades. And I'm on the same page. That's, that's just And lying. it sucks.
0: Yeah. I've been, I mean, there's tons of times that I've been the benefactor of a stupid yeah. trade. But then, well, don't get me wrong, it sucks to open your email and see that the team that was already like a top team just fleeced the bottom team. But it's yes. like, that, well, it, tis I'm life. I'm going to make another thing about tis this, life. right? If
1: you're that team, especially with this league, that you think every year somebody makes a stupid ass trade, and you're that six and five team who gets left in the dust every time, next year be the six and five team right. that fucks somebody else right. over. Right. Like, it, it evens out. Yeah. It evens out. Well, numbers. I mean, not not if people just keep complaining about it because those people right. aren't making those trades. Right. Just, if you think if you think there are people in this league who make stupid trades, be on the good side of a right. stupid trade. You know. And and I mean, I really have I never looked at a trade and said that is. bad blatantly obvious that it is a bad trade for one side I don't know maybe that's been an opinion but I've never really seen that I can't recall a time that I th- right. that I saw that I mean there's times I don't of course you know, in hindsight but anyway
0: yeah I mean the trade deadline I, I think there should be one I guess don't, my pushback on the trade deadline is I just think that's the best one of the best things about fantasy is just like Trading. Trading. Well, yeah, but I mean, you make. So, the how early do, do you make it though? No,
1: I mean, I think I think we did. So, most leagues, it's like before the last week, so not after the last week. You, you wouldn't want to be able to. Train. Oh yeah, then yeah, then no no. no Mostly it's that. Really? I did I think three weeks. So like if so what is it? 13 weeks start. Yeah. So so like before or after week ten. Oh, uh, that's no big deal. Yeah, yeah that's not a it big wasn't. Deal. No, it wasn't yeah. like halfway. It, to be honest, again, you make the of real sports. It was like real sports. Real. Right? You don't yeah. it, like like three quarters of the way through the season, pretty much. Right. Um, you can't trade anymore and the obvious premise there is we don't want people because think about it right in real sports they do the same thing right. you and you could
0: argue that drives more trading because you have to make a decision exactly. on your team The or trade later. deadline is a good thing no, yeah, I'm because, with you. That's yeah
1: because at that point what happens is the guys so if if you do it with three weeks there in most years there's probably one maybe two teams that are out of it but even so not not right. likely so if everybody still has a chance to make the playoffs then those guys that are that that like
0: they're throwing a Hail Mary. Right. I got to make something happen. And if you're making later than that, only the the good teams are exactly. benefiting. Right, right. Well, or yeah. Because yeah. It, at that point, like you're so close to the playoffs. Yeah. You winning one more game if you're a bad team isn't going to To be honest, win, like it's not going to you're not going to join the playoffs. This rule playoffs. isn't possible. Like you just can't do it. And maybe I can just do
1: it as an executive order and make the decisions as league manager, but the rule should really be Everyone can make trades, no single trade deadline. Because in sports, right, there's always next year. This isn't a keeper release, so right. there is no next year yeah. uh, as far as the, the, your roster. It should be if you are mathematically eliminated, you can no longer make trades. Right. Right? And and that that changes, right? So I would just make that a rule.
0: It's a good rule, right? Yeah, I just came up with it now. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if, you're if math- you are mathematically yeah. eliminated
1: from making the playoffs, you can no longer
0: make trades. I'm 100% on that. And I think, honestly, that's something that... "Quote unquote veto." If I was a league manager and a team yeah. was trying to make a trade and they were mathematically eliminated, right. I would just well, reverse because it. Like, dude, I mean, this is stupid. I'm not necessarily going to say it's collusion, but what else? It's not it collusion. Be? You're just you're, you're just it, trying isn't. to like just squeeze a little bit more juice out of the limit of your fantasy football
1: team, but yeah. it's fucking up the league. The only the only challenge with that then is that kind of contradicts
0: the consolation thing, because right. It, Right. So if there was a consolation, at least and I'm trying to win the constellation. Got good. it. Okay. Right. Right. Well, right. but this would be obvious. Yes. You're, you're this trying year, to make year we review. don't
1: have the constellation. We can, and we can make a review next year. So it'll yeah. be, if we want to do, there's two things. We can do a constellation bracket where we we'll allow trades pretty much all year with a normal trade deadline, or choice B would be no constellation for money. It's just if you're math- mathematically eliminated, yeah, the manager vetoes your trade. Yeah. None with that. Cool. All right. All right, so you want to get to some of the. I'm actually the, uh, gonna also write a letter to ESPN and say <laughs> just because that's... I, I, I feel like I don't want to have to do that because which piece, uh, just doing the math to make sure somebody's. Bedroom, oh yeah, they should just automatically should make lock that them. A rule because like right now it's like you can do automatically go through. You can do a veto process. Oh, I got what you're They're, saying. ESPN should say option three. Option th- yeah. Trades until the team is mathematically right regulated.
0: because then if you did have like a constellation prize you'd be able to check it like yeah you don't care yeah 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 no I think that's uh, I support that. I'll sign I'll sign the letter thank you It's a petition support. Now. yes mm-hmm. it is a petition it's all good. right all right so let's look at so it looks like there's three transactions in your league um, oh yeah. so, so yeah, two so, so, on the
1: same day two on the same day um, at the same time Seems like collusion to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> no. day, same time. Okay. Um, no, that's just because. Uh, is that when you oh, it went through? That's when you may have been when the okay. manager appealed. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So
1: that's when they processed. Um, there is actually on the feed you can see when they're accepted. I don't know how different, but it was like a Thursday, so I wanted to get yeah before. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, a yeah. Um, So, yeah, let's look at these because I actually I, I took a quick look and did like vote as a member just like they're not unfair but I don't really remember. So, oh wow, this is funny. This is we talked about these players in the draft. So,
0: Josh Jacobs. So, trade one was between Danny 2.0 and Spankies. Is that it Spankies? Oh, uh, Spankies. Spankies, sorry. Yeah. Spankies. Uh, a cou- couple of drinks and it's late. Apologies.
1: No, no, it's okay. It's also not a real word.
0: So, <laughs> so we got Josh Jacobs and OBJ for Le'Veon and George Kittle, I mean, I think that was a like we can. There's definitely it was a it was a pretty fair trade. I mean, I mean it. I mean, Josh Jacobs was what a third, fourth rounder. So was George Kittle and Odell yeah. and Le'Veon were Both round one. So I, I now, can't well, say anything. Okay, else. so
1: obviously we've we've checked off the box, not not collusion or or uh, something terribly unfair.
0: What do you think? Just um, uh, your opinion. I mean, it's hard because I don't know the other team. I mean, I don't know the rest of the roster. I mean. Trading George Kittle hurts, but if you had someone like Waller, or... No,
1: he has, um...
0: Yeah, who who did he replace Kittle with?
1: Well, I know he had Jason Witten or somebody. Yeah, he drafted Jason Witten, but that's not...
0: I mean, I'm assuming that he traded Le'Veon Bell, or he traded for Josh Jacobs when he... After Josh Jacobs' first week, and thought maybe he could get, like, similar production. Which was a... I mean... Le'Veon Bell hasn't exactly set the world on fire, but I think Le'Veon Bell will finish a lot higher than Josh Jacobs. Yeah, so he's been playing.
1: He His 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 tight end go-to was Jason Witten. Now, I will say, um, so it's not, it wasn't, because I actually, in a different league, I traded Waller because I also had Mark Andrews. So, like, there's a lot of people who are in that boat right now. Yeah. Where, you you know, a couple couple waiver wire tight ends. Um, He was not that. But I think, as is the case most years, there's, like, five tight ends that are, uh, that are uh, you know like obvious starts, and then there's a lot of people you can kind of fly. If you don't have one of those top tier, yeah, you, you can fly a lot of guys. And Jason Witten would be in that. category.
0: And so I will mention, um, I was wrong. I was I wouldn't say I pushed hard, but I I wanted to have a conversation this year about getting rid of the tight end position because really? over the last couple of years I feel like it's been so barren. But I think this year there's so many quality like yeah. at least through like six or seven or eight teams. Like, if you just go and look, like, there's legitimate starts. Like, you talk about the Disleys. You talk yeah. about the Wallers. You talk about the the Giants guy. What's that? Uh, uh,
1: Ingram. Ingram. Yeah.
0: Like, those guys, and you know, I haven't even mentioned the Kelseys and the Kittles. And, yeah. Like, there's so many quality tight ends. Like, you talk about someone like OG Howard that was such a good talent last year. He's not doing shit, but he could easily come back. Um, right. There's so much talent at the tight end position this That's year. That's a good
1: point. Well, so, I never, I always was sort of, um, Interested by the tight end position because in those years you're talking about, I felt like Gronk was like a before this was popular, definite first round pick because yeah. there was nobody else. Right, he was so much better, and that was like for a few seasons. Then he became first round, and like by the time people were picking him first round, he started to right. You, know, you be, have the Jimmy, year. Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, Jimmy and Graham, yeah, exactly.
0: Everything after them
1: too. It, just, but it is interesting because then you have like you you did have a group of guys that were like startable, you're going to get you 6 to 10 points. Right. Maybe not even. We'll say 5 to 8 points. But then you have, like, you had a lot of guys that, they might have 1 to 2 catches. And right. that's, like, the best you could do. So, it, it, I, I I never thought about it that way, but it was a frustrating position. And again, I think everybody's in the same
0: boat. So, I wouldn't have eliminated it. I just think it was, like, really barren. You're right. So, but, and the the reason I wanted to, and I wouldn't, I probably would have never gotten rid of it. Um, But, so... When I really started to think about it, was when you got to the Sunday and the Monday night and you had a tight end, and there was like almost no chance of you being able to change the score because you're like, the chance of a tight end scoring over yeah. five points is so small. I'm like, wouldn't it be so much more exciting if I replaced that tight end with an extra flex? Like, it yeah. would make it so much more exciting because, yeah. but now I, it's cool. I think the tight end position yeah. is coming back. Well, so and I fine. also think at this point, I kind of love it because you have a lot of
1: guys with high upside. Oh, yeah. So you've got your consistent. And there's a good tier of, like, pretty good, like There's, like, said, seven or eight loss.
0: solid tight ends. Well, and then
1: you have, I I put the guys like Engram and even Andrews. He's had a few good games, but I still put him in the category of he, he might only put up a few points. Right. For the rest of the year, he might be a three. But he could put up 30. Right. And there's a lot of guys like that that are, like, really high upside, but they're not consistent. So it is a strategic position. Yep. There's always a chance, like, to the contrary of what you said, uh, where, I'm not saying, you know, now, as opposed to in the past, where, like, yep. somebody could put up 20. Right. And even, like... In that Monday night situation, you could be like, mm, "Disley, yeah, sure." Like, I'm, I'm starting sure. Disley as it. my flex.
0: Yeah, like on a 12-team league, like the fact that I'm throwing my tight end every week as a flex, like I think that just shows yeah. where the position is coming.
1: And like you could have, you could fly somebody that's you know like not a sure thing, but yeah. they might put up 20 this week, right? You know, it's and not... there's a lot of guys in that category. OJ Howard, yeah, Ingram, both been, or OJ Howard been a little disappointing, but I think he's got upside. I think.
0: I mean, even look at someone like Everett the other night on the yeah. Rams. Like, I mean, he was the first thing was the first yeah. second round pick. Like, the talent is there. The Position the, has changed. I think Gronk really revolutionized the position. And yeah. I don't know if it was well the rules. I mean, they're passing so much more. Like, yeah. yeah I
1: mean, the points. Yeah. Just, Gronk. I remember thinking with Gronk, like I said this, and I am sure I wasn't the first or the only, of course, but he was a a tight end playing wide receivers position. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. he was un he he was just a like a ridiculous matchup. And and I'm talking, of course, in the for the sake of the the game and fantasy, you know, yeah. because he what went before him, when was a tight end, you know, reliably catching the ball seven eight times a game, right? Um, and now you have guys, they're freak athletes, they're big, um, and they're getting, you know, they're touching the ball. A they're lot. just converted receivers. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, but but they but they, the you know, I think the variable that I don't know what has changed. People are eating too much Wheaties but you have these huge guys I mean, same in basketball that are somehow ridiculously fast and athletic
0: too. right um, that you know they can buck but yeah so alright um, so trade two Carson and Galladay for Williams and Boyd one person got a lot better into the deal so, than the other
1: let me actually I just have to because um, these happened a few weeks ago so what was it September twenty? wait hold on no okay so this was just last week um, really? Yeah, right? Yeah, it was it would have been before last last week. Yeah, week's September game, before, before week four. Um so
0: what the mousey mouse.
1: We had a mouse in the house. What is going on here? Where's the where's the weenies when I need him? Is he taunting us? No, I think he's alright. I don't think I can
0: catch him even if I try, so So um <coughs> Um. so yeah this was last week I mean I don't know why I guess da- Damien Williams I, that's such a crowded backfield and Tyler Boyd AJ's coming back I don't know why you would want I mean I don't know why you would want Damien over Carson and I don't know why you want Galladay over Boyd so I guess I don't understand why um yeah I, next question wait so uh, Ronnie it was Ronnie that traded for Williams and Boyd yeah well, Tyler boy? I mean, Ronnie. I'm calling you out on the podcast. Questionable trade. I just think you got the you got the the least. I don't know. No, I like it. I like Tyler Boyd over Goday personally. I mean, really? I don't know.
1: I I think um, well, AJ Green's gonna come back. The right. Future, I mean, Goday's a clear cut number at? one. He's like six. A couple eight? weeks away. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay, but what has Goday's numbers been like?
0: I gotta I gotta look at this because I'm not thinking. so. Uh, you got uh you got the roster or you got the standings. I mean, why I guess context matters. I mean I still I agree with you. I don't think it was a good trade, but I
1: think I just think Carson is a valuable running back. I think Damian Williams
0: is I mean, unless unless Ronnie thought that um Chris Carson was gonna get his job taken away by Penny I mean, because of Galdes the fumbles, but Golly's had some really good weeks. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, he has. I just I guess I just um Every once in a while, you know, there's like a player that it's like you just haven't released. Really, yeah, like right. a, we don't forever, have, I, haven't I haven't played him and haven't right. played. Yeah, so I'm like, I know, I know he is. I know he's number one, whatever. But I just like, I, I, I if they fly under my radar, I, I assume it's because they haven't put up big numbers. But he's actually had a good year. All right. Um. So then,
0: I gotta, I gotta look at Damian Williams though. Too. I mean, Damian is, Williams is. I mean, he he was touched on know. dependent like a week ago. But you got Shady and you got the other Williams, and yeah. that's a super crowded back. I don't even nice think that, that guy's mean, ownable. I mean, right. he, he, he's quite, You should own him, but if you, if you released right. him today, it wouldn't okay, shock I, the world I, I felt a lot more confident
1: that was a nobody, but I, I needed to check myself before I, uh, before I was too critical of the Damian Williams one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the only thing I could see. The only reason I would justify that, perhaps. Wait, Damian Williams? This was before last week? So- was it? was he hurt?
0: Yeah, wait, which one? Is this the one that was drafted in the second round? There's, like, two of the similar names on the Chiefs. Like, is it Darian Williams and Damian Williams? Like, there's two running backs that have very similar names. Wait, no, no, no. He wasn't. Now, this... Or I might be getting mixed up. Either way, Shady's still on that team, and they traded for Shady. Yeah. Damian so, Williams I think... Is... I, I don't... Th- Either way the, the cookie crumbles, I don't think anyone would evaluate Damian Williams as being a better running back than Chris Carson. Yeah, Damian Williams. Talent was wise actually, or no. or situation.
1: I mean he's at this point a clear R B one and yes, he had a couple he had some fumble issues, so I guess if that was week three, maybe Right. But no, I mean he's been I traded for
0: Chris Carson at league, and I loved that I did. The cares are there. There's a good team. Yeah. The opportunity's I, there, the talent's there. I,
1: I won't you know, like it clearly, it wasn't like a Absolute head spinner, if that's the right term, but that was definitely a win for next question.
0: Yeah, I mean, very rarely do I ever see trades that are like a running back for running back and a receiver for receiver. So obviously, Ronnie evaluated Williams being better than Carson and Boyd being better than Galladay. And I just, I think, yeah, I don't, I disagree, but I mean, well, I mean, I
1: think, I I think you could make an argument either way on Galladay Boyd. Um, you could. I actually now tend to agree with you that God is probably better. I don't think there's anything close to an argument on Carson. Uh, agreed. Right. So even if even if somebody was to make a case on Boyd over God, yeah, I just the cart. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, so you've got two that are questionably close and one that's one greater, that's yeah, yeah not. Uh, but well, it's funny you say that because I, I agree. I and I personally don't do that. Like I, my trade I don't think I've ever made. Yeah, no. my trade philosophy is always I trade for a position that I'm weak at right. with a position that I'm strong at.
0: Right. If I have a good record, I'm trying to trade two people into a really good person. If right. I'm if I'm really bad, then I'm taking my best player and I'm trying to turn it into two fifty cent pieces.
1: Yeah. My my most frequent and I'm not saying this is the right philosophy. But my most frequent thing is because I find that every fantasy team that I've ever owned, you end up strong at some positions and weak at others. Right. Um, so I usually like to do like. I'll say maybe like a, um, you know, I'm weak at quarterback. I'll give somebody a wide receiver and a running back for a quarterback. And a right. running back. You know, something like right. that where I can like keep my running back position full, downgrade there, upgrade. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but yeah, or a or two to one, whatever, you know. Um, so I, I find that to be sort of, I mean... It, Clearly, it makes sense. Yeah, right, running back. Right? Yeah, but I think it's it doesn't. I mean, yeah, it, that comes down to the fact that you are trying to, like, outsmart somebody. Simply, like, it's not a matter of your,
0: uh, you're like delinquent somewhere. And you're trying right. to improve the position. This is like right. I th- I think that my evaluation is better than your evaluation. Well, and to be
1: honest, this is kind of in in, in my case, like, this is it's kind of why I don't like trades. I mean, that's I think the reason trades are good is you know you they can be mutually beneficial even if other teams like I love that you made the comment it's hard to analyze these without looking at the rest of their team right but you can when they make if it's running back for running back and wide receiver right. I don't you, need you to see the rest exactly right um, because I've made trades before knowing full well if you looked at it without looking at my team you'd probably say it was a bad trade but like I said I had before, someone on my like bench that, took the place a lot of people might have right. said that that wasn't a good trade but I had Saquon Barkley out Right. And I have Melvin Gordon, who hadn't wasn't playing yet. I damn well needed a running back, and I had Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, and Austin Hooper. So I'm like, I'll I'll, I'll be fine. Waller and yeah, I could replace that
0: production exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh. So anyway, I I whatever. That's that's neither here nor there. I just I uh, think we're on the same page with that. Um. So last one. Loubles. Burkhead, I I don't. I mean, Burkhead had a game while James White was tending to his newborn baby. Why is Burkhead... I mean, I, I
0: hear discussion about him.
1: I, I don't think he's gonna do anything for the rest of the year.
0: I don't get this trade at all. I mean, Andy Dalton and Kirk Cousins, like, okay, like, who cares? Uh, to me, this is this trade is Joe Mixon for Rex Burkhead, which is just insane. Like, I don't even know Well, what... Kirk Cousins has been terrible. But so has
1: Andy... I guess Andy Dal- Andy Dalton had one bad week. He's been Andy Dalton other than that. He's been... In this league, Andy Dalton yeah. is a decent quarterback to have on your roster. That being said, I mean, what are they going to bench Kirkie? Like, he's not worth
0: Joe Mixon. He, oh, he's been
1: terrible. So, no, I, I'm well, saying like the it Delta. Might here is when you're looking at the past, I think you could Andy Dalton jump Kirk Cousins, but I think Andy Dalton Kirk Cousins. Like, I feel pretty confident Kirk will be better. That's what for I'm the saying. I the think
0: year. the yeah, I'm looking at the entire year. Like, yeah, Andy Dalton's been way better than Kirk Cousins, but I think at right. the end of the year. They're both bad quarterbacks. Um, and I think... I think you can you can replace... A, I'm sorry, wait. Hold who, on. Who traded who? Oh, 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 oh. Okay, so... So, I, I think, to me, the Andy Dalton and the Kirk Cousins, like they cancel out. I don't, I don't really think there's any big enough delta between the two yeah. to make any so huge Lube's impact a, on the made,
1: team. He made a good trade in this case. Yeah.
0: I mean, sorry. whoever got Joe Mixon That's Tom. is the winner. Because, Tom. yeah. Or, sorry, no. R- 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 Pat, Pat got. Lewis
1: got. Mixon.
0: Yeah. Whoever got Mixon. Because to me, the the Kirk Cousins and Andy. That cancels. I mean, I granted, Andy Dalton is probably better right now. But in terms of like impacting your team, I don't think they moved the bar.
1: I mean, am I, am I missing something? Burkhead, I'm assuming, won't be rostered in two weeks. What... That's what I'm
0: saying. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why you would be trading for Rex Burkhead.
1: But I actually. I don't remember what it was. I saw a headline about him. Some general positive speculation on Burkhead, and I'm like, wait, why? The only reason he touched the ball is because James White. The Patriots
0: have had Rex Burkhead for how many years, and how many years has he been relevant as a fantasy so, football? Well, like-
1: the only times he's been relevant is like every once in a while he right. get goal line touches. Right. But really, when the, with the rise of James White, he's yeah. been irrelevant because right. they're he's not getting goal not line, he's not getting in the catches. But yeah, I mean, if they if they if they split, I mean, they split the same touches. Right. and James Wright's clearly better and clearly more volume um I actually you know what I just need to test it because all we have to do is look at the games before uh before last week because I hadn't heard Rex Burkhead's name until last week when James Wright didn't play
0: um yeah Luba's Luba's dildos that was an interesting move Cotton no
1: it was good for Luba's Sorry, no, he, he
0: traded Rex Burkhead and Andy Dalton yeah, two he got mixing Oh okay. Yeah, no, it's
1: weird
0: oh. cuz it it just yeah, right? okay. like it it, it it says like yeah. I got you. All right, Lupus, you're you're uh you you won. Um what was I going to look
1: at? Oh yeah, I right,
0: That yes, must have that must have been Danny F150's one of those infamous uh Southie weekends or something.
1: <laughs> Probably was.
0: You um got lost in the sauce. I just would I touch. would love I I would love to see the screenshots of that conversation like Hey man, uh, you want Rex Burkhead? Like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, can you throw in? Uh, can you throw in Andy Dalton? Sorry, by the way, I'm a week off. Um, he traded him
1: October fourth. Is in? That's today. Um, Burkhead touched the ball once last week, and of course, oh yeah, because you know what it was. Somebody, you know, this his name came up again. Somebody asked me, should I play Burkhead or cause some other no name? And I'm like. Burkett's not gonna get the ball, so okay.
0: so, if, so if 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 vetoing for being a dumbass and making a terrible trade was a thing, this would be something I would veto if it was a thing, because this, right, this trade makes absolutely no sense for. I don't know. That, yeah, I, I yeah. where's the advantage? Like you can't show me any ounce of advantage in that trade.
1: Let me let me look at one last thing here.
0: I um, mean, unless he's a huge Andy Dalton fan, Andy Dalton's never been a top ten quarterback. I know of and Kirk hasn't at least shown he could be capable Well,
1: hold on. Here's one here's one possible. There has been talk that they're gonna bench Kirk. I mean I don't think that'll happen, right?
0: But that's been in- Well it's it's been but it's been play calling. I mean it's not Kirk. I mean I don't think he's... Am there. I wrong on that? Like there's no chance he's okay. He's okay. a hundred million dollar man. Like bench yeah. for who? Yeah, I don't even know who their backup is. You'd have to <laughs> you'd have to throw the ball enough, enough times. Yeah, but so, but so has the play calling. Like, it's not like he's dropping back 30 okay, times a game. I'm and trying to give Thomas a better without <laughs> here. He uh, hasn't been good, but they're handing the ball off like 30 times a game. In a
1: scenario that you might have thought forecasted he gets a bench, bench, then you you're trading, you're getting a quarterback for it. You, basically, you're getting a free quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> but but that's that's a uh, like I said, I was I on You're giving you, a lot you of can credit. Thank me later.
0: Uh, uh, for defending you here, but uh, I can't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fantasy is crazy enough where I bet you Tomlin makes us all look like idiots, and Andy Dalton becomes like the best quarterback of the. You don't have to. You don't have to half.
1: give him the benefit of the doubt. I just have to do it because I'm the commissioner, so I like to keep people in my good graces <laughs> uh. for
0: trading purposes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. I uh I don't have anything else. I want to save. We got a lot. Yeah. I know Pat, Pat's going to be jellyfish.
1: I know, I know. We got to do this again. I think, um, let me uh, just rack my brain here to see if there's anything I need to say to the league. Um, hey, you got any
0: announcements, Commish?
1: Oh, I, so I do have one last thing to say. And I'm going to tell you this as I say it to the league. Um, we talked a little bit about team names. So the team names in this are nonsense. You probably notice we don't do like the typical, like, Puns related to football And I'm okay with that Because a lot of them Do mean something over time Right um, For those of you Who have names That we don't Basically call you by Outside of fantasy um, It's a good time To maybe think about A name change So like I'm talking lubless, Great name You're lube-less. Hey, The hens keep, keep riding with the hens The hens in this bitch <laughs> Um, but some of the Danny variations, it's it's time to think about a change. And I'll tell you what I what I was saying that I'll tell you. I don't even remember when it was, but so so Dan is one of the players in this league. And one year, for whatever reason, everyone decided to change their name to some variation of Dan. And sometimes people call him Spansky. His last name's something close to Spansky. Um, so all of the names that have something like Dan came from one year but some of them aren't funny anymore so those of you who feel like it might be time for a name
0: change i encourage it um and I encourage the web logo if you're still using the uh the espn uh provided avatars it's time to go find a uh a web logo that's yeah you know more fitting of your team name I, agree. I love well, I love the dildo. I'm a big fan of the yeah. actual picture of I, the dildo. Do you know
1: what? So I did choose an ESPN avatar, but it's very fitting to my team name. So maybe you can give me some love. Um, I'm the commissioner of Weenies, which I found a hot dog my name, and I sure enough got at I,
0: least have a picture of the Weenie dogs. I know, I know, I should do it. Okay, all right, all right. Well, good idea. I like that. Um, so. You know, I feel like your your players really, if they see the commissioner buying in and you know putting in the extra effort to upload the picture, I think it really, yeah, really, uh, you know, gives them that push that they really need to, mm. to add those extra couple points. Yeah, all the inches matter. In the Maybe
1: game. I'll even go a step further and not just a picture. Take a of picture of your weenie. All, uh, okay, uh, different kind of weenies, but I will make some sort of. Uh, Creative design or something—I don't know—we'll come up with something. But I encourage everyone else to too. I mean, we've got teams that just have the ESPN logo—not even one of these—not even like just, just the ESPN, ESPN, just
0: the logo, the fantasy logo. So, lack of effort—I, I, yeah. I feel like it's—it's got an impact. Yeah, it's got to have a negative impact. All right, well, that's—I
1: um, think all I got. Um, but um,
0: I'm very thankful that you had me on the on yeah, the pod yeah. here. Exactly. And yeah, uh, we encourage the league. we, we got to encourage the league. Any members that want to, it's very easy. We'll yeah. uh, teach you how to do it in, in a lickety split.
1: And I, I know uh, Ron was nice early on and said he didn't want to offend anyone. Um, I was kind of just going, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of making it up as we went along. If we did offend somebody or you want to, um, you know, defend yourself, offer uh, some, some rebuttal or, uh, you know, make Always. fun of somebody else.
0: Always welcome. Yeah, even, even if you just want to send a voicemail, we can always dub you in. We can do like a PSA oh, announcement or something. I like so I like that. All right. Well, I thank you again, and do this again soon. All right. Signing off.